I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to a flick pod, everybody. My name is Ashley, and I'm here with another guest. Her name is Stephanie. She is a friend of mine. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, Stephanie. Hi, I am Stephanie Mertz Valentine, and very excited to be here doing this. <laughs> I can't remember how it got started. Did I ask you to be a guest, or did I nope, post about you... the podcast? What happened? Nope. Um, you were talking, or I had made a post about Elf because it's one of my all time favorite movies. That's right. And you were telling me how you had a guest speaker on there and I was like I would love to do that and <laughs> and I didn't think anything would come of it but you're like well yeah I'm like really <laughs> and yeah. here we are that's beautiful yeah I totally yes. forgot how it got started but it's been kind of a whirlwind trying to get us recorded <laughs> with it, weather well, and sick kids and <laughs> A bunch of yep, stuff. Yep, it's kind of, yeah, it was difficult. <laughs> Third time's a charm, right? Yes, and we're making it so, happen today. I'm exactly super excited. We're going to be doing Cinderella. So as you guys know, when I have guests on, I ask them, you know, is there a movie you don't like, really like, whatever. I want to have whatever on the spectrum you are. I want you to be passionate about wherever you are. And so we're doing Cinderella today. So tell me a little bit about why you chose Cinderella, Stephanie. Well, let's see, Cinderella. Um, I grew up, like, really liking it. Uh, you know, a young girl. Every It's every girl's fantasy. Oh, I want to be a princess and all of this and the whole Prince Charming coming to rescue you kind of thing. Yeah. And then as I got older and, ha- you know, had kids, two girls, two boys, I'm like... I don't know if I like Cinderella as much anymore because I don't want my, like, I don't want my daughters to have to be dependent on a guy to get them out of any situation that's crappy. And then I don't want my, you know, my sons to think that they have to be Prince Charming and rescue everybody. And Sure. I, yeah, you know, that's super interesting because when you brought up the girls, like, I don't want my girls to think they have to have someone rescue them. I was like, well, you got to think of the times, right? This is like early 1800s, 1940s, 1950s, right? Women's rights were a little bit different. But then I find it super interesting, the male side of it. Like, I don't want my son to feel like he has to rescue everybody. And I think that is extremely profound actually yeah <laughs> well thank you yeah that's that's how I view with this movie now like having kids you know it's changed a lot of things in how I view movies yeah for sure like yeah. I I guess if I had my kids watch this I would bring up like the historical part of it like <laughs> what do you think about Cinderella just you know chilling and having to deal with the situation whatever and then bring up the historical part of it and educate that way I do like the more modern feel of on the on the male side not having to be the rescuer because that isn't your job exactly Um, it is yep not their job yeah that's that's really cool I love that uh so let's jump into our overview And so I think you're aware of how we do this. Uh, We just kind of do it on the spot. So I will go first as long as you're okay Okay. with that. Yep. Um, Okay. So Cinderella is about, so it is based off of the Grimm fairy tale, which as everybody knows, I really like the original Grimm. I like that it is Grimm (laughs) 
right? I don't like the always the feel good everything. You know, I like kind of the gory, um, sad aspect of these stories because I think it's really powerful. But this uh, movie that Walt Disney made in the 1950s when it came out, 1950, it's about a girl who is of nobility. Her dad is either a baron or a lord of some sort. And her mother passes away while she's young. Her dad feels like she's missing out on a motherly figure, gets remarried to a woman that has two other daughters. They're married for I don't know how long. I've looked it up. I've tried to figure out how long the Lady Tremaine and Cinderella's dad were married. I have no idea. I can't figure it out. And then her, as the movie says, her true colors or her true feelings come out after the dad dies. Basically, Lady Tremaine puts the family in financial ruin trying to raise her daughters up and Cinderella is abused and basically becomes like a servant in the household. After that, yeah. uh, the prince comes home from somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. I also tried to look that up if there was like a war or something. I don't know. He was, he was on vacation. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, so he comes home and it, his dad really wants him to get married. Um, his dad's mo- main motivation is he wants grandbabies. That's what it is. Yes. Uh, he doesn't really yeah. give a shit about Prince Charming finding true love or whatever. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he does not. <laughs> um, but... He has a ball to say, you know, like, welcome home or whatever. But it's kind of like a trick. Like, here's all the eligible maidens in the land. So get a wife. (laughs) And uh, then he meets Cinderella. Cinderella has a fairy godmother who allows her to go to this ball, even though she's a servant. Well, she is nobility still. So actually, that's a lie. So she is nobility still. The prince and her meet. They fall in love. She loses her glass slipper at midnight because she's trying to run back to her house. And he has to try the... The Grand Duke has to try the shoe on every uh, girl in the village or town or whatever. And they find her and they fall in love again and they get married. (laughs) That was long-winded, but... (laughs) A very good overview, though. I mean, there's a lot to put in there. Yes, there is. And it's funny because... When I was watching it this morning for like the fifth time, <laughs> I I wrote down, I'm like, damn, the mice get a lot of screen time. Like a I lot love of screen the mice. time. <laughs> I do too. But they there's like you if you look at adaptations of Cinderella, like all the other ones that have come out, not this one. It's yeah. really about the motive like they give the prince a storyline, they give the king a storyline, they give everybody gets screen time but in this movie it's cinderella and the mice like nobody there's no other and it's really interesting to me like one of my other favorite cinderella movies is a cinderella story uh that is drew barrymore Mm -hmm. she stars in it have you seen that yes yeah is it called is it called cinderella what is it called no ever ever after Ever, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever, ever after. after. Yes, yeah, ever after. Because I was like, a Cinderella story, is that Hillary? Yeah, no, that's not right. Duff? <laughs> no, I think it is. <laughs> I was no, like so ever, confused. Ever After is Drew Barrymore, and I, I love, that. love that because that show, and again, it doesn't show all the mice in it, and, <laughs> but it shows her standing up for herself. Yeah. And every, you know, she's just kind of like, screw you people I'm gonna do what I want to do and, yeah and it, and it explains why they call her I think this is one where it explains why they call her Cinderella because she sleeps near the ashes with the pigs yeah. so the cinders um and that's why she's called Cinderella yeah ever after is so good um I would mm-hmm. love to do an episode on that one because I I love that movie uh just her at going to the ball with the wings and she's like just gorgeous so like what beautiful <laughs> so good so good and then yeah just the ending oh my god it gets my feelers every time yeah it's so good uh okay so let's jump into i want to do fun facts first and then we'll go into like things we notice in the movie okay so fun facts first one being uh cinderella is one of the oldest disney princesses she is between the ages of 19 and 20 which that's why people are like oh she's a little bit more mature more discerning than some of the other princesses because I mean Snow White and I mean Snow White was our first episode of a flick pod she was 14 uh in that movie so this is 19 to 20 years old her shoe size is four and a half (laughs) which the average women's shoe size is like eight and a half 
And yeah, so, I'm a nine. <clears throat> yeah, it makes sense, like, why her sister's feet were, like, so huge. <laughs> right. Eleanor Ott. <laughs> I think her last name is Oddly. Eleanor Oddly is the evil stepmother or Lady Tremaine. Um, and she also mm-hmm. voices Maleficent in Sleeping Beauty, the animation. Yes. Yep. Uh, so I thought that was cool. The other thing that I find really interesting about this is just like Snow White was like Walt Disney's like hit, right? Like it's what got them started. Cinderella saved Disney, right? So it cost $3 million to make the movie and I was doing some reading about like the making of the movie and they actually had like real actresses and actors do the actual whole movie and then they made it into animation. Oh, wow. Um, I, wow. Yeah, it was super interesting. Like there's a picture of a girl walking upstairs with a tray on her head and two trays in her <laughs> hands oh my god and yeah it was super cool um but it the movie after it got released it returned 85 million dollars yeah wow so it released in theaters multiple times 1957 1965 73 81 87 and 2013 and 2015 now so is that 85 million over all these years or was that 85 million in 1950 it didn't really say but what I do know is that this movie allowed the Disney productions to pursue all their 1950s film projects, as oh well as gosh. the creation of Disneyland. I did know that. I, I actually read that, that that is what, yeah, funded that, which is crazy. Yeah, so I'm not really sure the 85 mil. I don't know if that was right off the bat, because the other thing is this was released, mm, what a... Actually, let me, before I say that, let me look up this historical event. When the movie was released or? I remember reading this, but I don't remember. So this movie was released right after World War II. And so during World War II, like Pinocchio and Bambi came out, but it mm-hmm. they were considered financial flops, which is so interesting to me. But honestly, Pinocchio was a fucked up movie. Pinocchio and Bambi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't well, know. Any- and you got Bambi. Oh, my Lord. I mean, Bambi's so good, but it's it not is. as the heartwarming. Is horrible. Yeah, it's they don't end as heartwarming, I think, as Cinderella. Right. So this coming out after oh, World War Two, no, yeah. that's pretty good for Disney. The music was created before a voice actress was found for the voice of Cinderella. And oh my gosh. Yeah, so they perfected all the music and then they had all of these actresses do um, samples of all the music and stuff. And Eileen Woods was one of the samples and Walt listened to her right. sample. Right, oh, and she's so beautiful. Yeah, and... Uh, see her picture? Yeah, she she's like a Cinderella. <laughs> I like I like her voice because it's not as like the high pitchy like Snow White right. was, but it's very like, it has like a more mature tone to it, which I think is fitting for Cinderella. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> but yeah, he listened to her sample and, you know, really enjoyed it. And so that's why they went with her. And so this movie was set, well, so the story is technically set in the mid to late 1800s in France. Now, I don't really know if that's super accurate, <laughs> um, but it's looked at, at through like a 1940s lens. And I think it's just so people can relate to it more, right? So the way the ladies dressed and acted and stuff like that was like more 1940s, which I will say, don't, listeners don't jump down my throat, but like, I don't know anything about like, I feel like I know more about the 1800s than I do about the 1940s. So, they, I mean, they always dressed so pretty. Yeah. So they did. But for me, like, I couldn't do it because I am not a dress person. Well, you would have. You would have been. <laughs> I I would have had to have been, but I probably would have been the one that like I'm gonna wear pants, and you all can fly a kite because I don't like dresses. <laughs> the other thing that I wanted to get into nitty gritty about this movie is I was like I read somewhere. And when I read it, I didn't agree with it, but I can't stop thinking about it. Is they were like, Cinderella is the first non-royal. And she paved the way for other non-royals to like become royalty. And I was like, that's not true. Because no. her, her dad is nobility. Exactly. So that's not accurate. Like her, no, late, yeah. Tr- lady Tremaine is a lady, which means he was a lord or a baron or something like that. And, and that's, so, but that's 
my understanding, that's why she married him because she wanted to hold that status of being a lady and to have that money and again the status. Yeah, of and so everything. Something that I want to make very clear too is, if she wanted money, she could have also married a merchant. And they don't re- technically have social status. I know yeah. that some royals were bestowing social status on merchants because they had money. And so they wanted them to, like, be in society. So then they had control of those funds. But Cinderella's dad was nobility. He had land. He was, like, a landlord of some sort. And he had money. <clears throat> so I, I think it's interesting that people consider Cinderella a non-royal because she is nobility and since she is nobility she can marry a prince like yep she, and that's why she was able to go to the ball and right Lady, that's the other Lady thing Tremaine to me she was a gold digger in <laughs> <Yeah>. today's terms <laughs> um, that's all she wanted was the money so uh, the other thing that I wanted, I just found this out this week because I was listening to a podcast about um, love and marriage in medieval times and like how the church viewed it and stuff. And the church actually frowned upon continually marrying into the same family. They didn't think it was right. right. They wanted. Well, yeah, they did. Go ahead. I, was saying, I know they did that to keep like the royal bloodline. Yeah, but that wasn't the church. That was that was like the royals making an executive decision because the church yes. actually frowned upon that which i thought was very interesting they wanted you to marry outside of your family so you know a lot of people might be like oh well she's a non-royal because she's not like in the royal family but it's like no the church didn't see it that way so it's kind of interesting uh as well as like if you are considered non-royal or a commoner you have no title you have no social status. You don't have, a, you're not a lord, you're not a lady, a count, you're nothing. Like, yeah. you are, you're a commoner, right? And so that's something that I want to make clear as well. If people want to argue the Cinderella being a commoner thing, she was not a commoner. She was a lady. Um, yeah. And she was treated a lady. Um, I guess it depends on, like, which Cinderella stories you watch. Yeah. She was considered it until her dad passed away and then... Her evil stepmom made her a slave. Yeah. Essentially. A, yeah, because she was jealous of how. Exactly. Whatever. And so, yeah. obviously, um, this story is based off of, you know, the grim fairy tale. And something that I wanted to, because I think it's in the latest adaptation of Cinderella. I, I don't know. Okay, the Cam- the Camilla or Camila Cabello one. Is that the latest one? I don't know. The one, I think so. I haven't watched it, though. The one that's yeah. like, who? what's the girl's name? She's blonde. She wears a beautiful blue dress. I think it's the 2015 Cinderella. Hang on. Yes, I haven't seen that, but I do know what you were talking about. Okay, yeah. It's and... the 2015 Cinderella. Lily James is the actress. Okay. They, they do this in the movie that she's in, and I, I really like it because I think it's important to the story of Cinderella is when Cinderella's mother is on her deathbed, she tells her, uh, and this is straight from the grim fairy tale, dear child, remain pious and good, and then our dear God will always protect you, and I will look down on you from heaven and be near you. And then she closed her eyes and died. And I think that the re... Because everyone's like, well, why doesn't... You know, like, Cinderella's a lady... She should just be like, I'm not putting up with this, right? And rebel. And they're not wrong, but her mother said to always be good and pious and, you know, like, be good to people. And so if she were to rebel, that wouldn't, she wouldn't be following what her mother asked her to do. And I think that's very important to, like, who Cinderella is. Oh, absolutely. As well as, like, in the Grim Fairy Tale Cinderella doesn't have a fairy godmother. Her mother is looking after her in the actual story. Oh. Does that make sense? Have, do you know the actual story or like familiar with I it? I do not. So basically, the, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I know Cinderella and then the Ever After sure. movie. So basically, what happens in the actual Cinderella story is it's pretty dang similar, except that Cinderella's father doesn't die. He is alive the entire time. Oh. And he is a merchant. He's not, as far as I'm aware, he's not a lord or anything, but he's a merchant. So no nobility. Um, and he's like, hey, I want to, 
I'm going to go to the city or whatever. What can I get all of you guys when I come back? And her stepsisters are like dresses and jewels and all this stuff. And Cinderella says on the branch, like the first branch you see on the way out, I want you to pick it and then bring it to me. And so he does that. He gives her a branch (laughs) when he gets back from his trip and she runs into the forest or something and she buries it and she weeps because she's misses her mother so much and her tears water this branch and it grows into this big beautiful tree and she goes oh. to the tree and her like mother's spirit is like in the tree and it kind of is like a hint to like the birds in the actual cin- the Cinderella movie the 1950 the birds deliver a lot of the magic for the mother to Cinderella okay. and so um basically what happens is they learn of this ball and also like this is what makes her dad so shitty to her is her dad straight up treats her like a servant as well like he just like ignores the fact that she's being treated poorly it's very interesting yeah (laughs) and so um anyway the the same thing happens where the ball is happening right and he's gonna choose like a wife at this ball and so she's like well i can go because i'm a member of the family as well and lady tremaine or the stepmother is like when she pours a, a a bowl of lentils into the fireplace and is like, if you can pick up all of those lentils and put them back in the bowl, you can go to the ball. And so she calls upon the birds, the mother, you know, her mother, and the birds yeah. pick up all the lentils and put them in the uh, bowl or whatever. Bowl. So after that happens, she's like, look, I, I got all the lentils out. And they're like, well, you have nothing to wear, so you can't go anyway. And they leave. <laughs> oh my god to the ball and so she's upset so she runs to her mother's grave or whatever i think that's where i think it yeah she runs to her mother's grave and that's where she plants the tree but anyway she runs to her mother's grave she's weeping at the the tree and the mother sends her a dress of silver and gold and she gets to go to the ball and she actually goes it's a it's a three-day festival that they're going to it's not a ball and so she goes every night to this ball and meets the prince and she leaves at midnight every night but the third night he knows she's gonna run away so he covers the stairs in pitch and she gets stuck and that's why she loses a shoe okay and her slippers aren't uh, glass they're They're not glass (laughs) they're gold (laughs) yeah like that sounds more like like the or ever yeah lasting story um like when drew barrymore who is cinderella basically um with her mother's dress yep yep that it's reminds kind of the same. me of that yeah yeah that that plays more into that than i think the actual 1950 movie cinderella so my does. favorite part about the grim story is when they try the shoe on because it's the same thing where he's like go try on the shoe and find the girl that i'm in love with right so they go to this house and the stepsister tries on the shoe and it's it's too small and her mother right. hands her a knife and says um cut off your big toe because when you're uh the queen you don't have to go on foot anywhere and oh so she my gosh. cuts off her big toe she slides oh into the gosh. shoe the prince takes her on horseback leaves the house and the birds that deliver this mother's magic say hey that's not the right bride and he stops the horse, gets the shoe off this girl's shoe, and pours the blood out of it. And is like, you're not the right one. Wow. Goes back to the house. The second stepsister tries it on. It doesn't fit. Her heel is too big. The mother hands her a knife, says the same oh, shit. She cuts off the heel of her Lord. foot. It fits in the shoe. The prince takes her. They ride away. The birds say the same thing, not the right bride. He gets off, pours the blood out of the shoe, goes back to the house. And they're like, are you sure you don't have any other daughters in this or, you know, women in the house or whatever? Right. And the dad is like, yeah, but she's like a dirty girl. Like, you don't want her or whatever. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh. But then um, he's like, I don't care. I, I, you know, I'm supposed to try on. And this is the prince, by the way. The prince goes to, to all the houses. Oh, the he, prince does Yeah, that. yeah. It's the actual prince. And so the prince is like, no, I, I want to try the shoe on every girl. Cinderella comes down. He puts the shoe on her. It fits. They rock and roll. Right? So that's the actual story. But I love the part where they cut off the toe and the heel. I think that's hilarious. Wow. Uh, I think that is like, like, it didn't matter. We were going to be royalty. Right? Like... <laughs> 
I mean, talk about a helicopter mom. <laughs> it's so crazy. Cut so your crazy. toe off so you can live well. <laughs> right. So that's the grim storytelling. Like, obviously, I'm missing some stuff. But that's, like, the main points of it. Oh, my. I, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think it's more endearing that they meet more than one time. Well, yeah. Prince. I uh. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm like dumbfounded right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I really love the original story. But um, so that's all my fun facts. Was there anything else that you read, you know, before? Well, I was going to say one thing that um, Cinderella, the story reminds me of, have you ever watched the show, um, My Big Fat American Gypsy Wedding? Yes. When I was watching Cinderella again, and like I binged this show, um, it reminded me of Roman Romanchel gypsies, and all they do is clean, 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 and they are there to serve their man. Yeah, and the man is the one who does everything. Is the for provider the, the breadwinner? Everything. Yeah, so that was one of the things I put in my notes. I'm like. That's what it reminds you of. Yeah. It, it did. It it really did. Yeah. There's because like, that's... there's uh, firm lines of like what the man and woman does in a relationship. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. That's, I totally forgot about that show. <laughs> <laughs> I just had just got done binge watching it. So I just really it, love it the did. dresses. Like, Oh my god! It's crazy, and they are all Cinderella-like dresses mm -hmm. and yeah. the bling and everything. But yeah, I mean, it's all about status, right? In in their culture, um, and same like with Cinderella. And if you're going to be a lord, a lady, whatever it is, it's status. That's all it is. Is yep. status. Yep. And that's why you know the evil stepmother married the mom because she wanted to keep that status and that money that's why the stepmother married the dad yeah yeah <laughs> yeah said, because you she... said mom <laughs> i was like wait oh what? sorry <laughs> no sorry <laughs> i just wanted to start jumping into some of my bullet points about things that i noticed in the movie the first is the opening song of the cinderella movie did you listen to it i have oh my gosh i love it you don't like it my <laughs> Now, my, my favorite song is by the mice. Uh, when they're uh, making the dress? The dress. Yes. We yeah, can so do it. We can help her. And I, have, I love it. I pretty much like all the songs. I don't really like Bippity Boppity Boo. I could do without. But that opening song, Cinderella by Marnie Nixon and the Cinderella cast. It is so good. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, it's so cute. Also, I think it's hilarious in the movie when Cinderella's crying on her dad's deathbed or whatever, and it shows Lady Tremaine with the two daughters. It was like she did everything in her power to elevate her two awkward daughters. <laughs> 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 I think it's hilarious because I was like, I never noticed that before that they say that. Cinderella is really nice, but she also is has some... She's spicy. She, like, talks back to people and... <laughs> As she should. <laughs> yeah, she As should. But it's just should. funny because she's very like, she's sweet, but she is very like set in her ways in some things. And it's just really funny. And I think for me, again, as a parent, I love that. Yeah. No, I think it's great. I just think it's hilarious because you don't really see that in early movies like this. Does that make sense? Oh, no, no. Yeah. No, you don't. Like yeah. I said, like my my youngest Ainsley, you know, she if she has something to say, she's gonna tell you. <laughs> yeah. Now my oldest daughter, Katie, she is more reserved and she's not that way. She'll just be like, All right. <laughs> you know, more of a people pleaser. Yeah. And that's what Cinderella is. She is a people pleaser. Okay. Why? Because she puts up with her life. She puts up with the stepsisters or stepmother and the damn cat. <laughs> Lucifer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you 
know, she's so nice to him, but she's still mean to him. But she well, she was she was gonna it. whoop his ass when he put the dust all over the floor with that oh, broom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but she, but like you said, like my youngest would be like, oh, cat, and she would throw him right out of the house. <laughs> Or, honestly, I think Ainsley would try to make the cat clean his mess up. <laughs> it's really funny. I, I, I could totally see Ainsley being like, all right, Lucifer, you made the mess. You're cleaning it up. <laughs> Katie would be like, all right. <laughs> For me, it's like it's not worth the time. I would j- I'll just clean it up. <laughs> yep, yeah, nope, Ainsley would be like, Dude, you are cleaning this up. Yeah, must be a youngest child thing. <laughs> I really do think it is. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. So when Cinderella wakes up in the morning and the bell rings, she says Killjoy. And I always yeah. thought that was funny because when I was in elementary school, I had a friend and her grandma was our bus driver and her okay. name was Joy. And we were sitting right behind the driver's seat, right? Because it was her grandma. So we like sat up at the front of the bus and um, we were talking and I said, did you know in Cinderella that she says Killjoy? And we were like talking about that. And her grandma was like staring dag. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. at us. <laughs> and then she was like, what are you saying back there? And I, So now whenever I hear Killjoy or you're being a Killjoy, I always think of that. I think it's hilarious. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, I love the idea of a dream you wish will come true, and I love that song. I think that's super cute that your dreams are wishes that your heart makes, and I, I love that. I love the idea behind that. I think it's really beautiful. Oh, um, that is so beautiful. Can I say one thing real quick yeah. about my niece with a dandelion? When she was younger, because talking about wishes – she picked up a dandelion, you know, and you blow on them and it says you need to make a wish. But when she was younger, she used to look at dandelions as she called it a wish. It wasn't oh. a dandelion. It was a wish. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> also, Cinderella sets the cat's bowl literally 
right in front of the door when she goes feed the chickens yes like you couldn't put him more in the way for yourself why would you do that (laughs) makes no sense to me oh the chickens so have you seen the movie this sense and sensibility by jane austen no okay so you'd probably enjoy it uh it's really interesting because in sense and sensibility it kind of is the same story where the the man of the household dies and because he only had daughters and a wife left over a man had to take over his title and so he ends up giving the title to his i think it's a nephew or something like that okay and the nephew's family and wife is like well his family can't live in our house they have to go somewhere else and they get kicked out of this house and have to go live in this cottage. So it's like a whole step down to what they were used to living in. And they just adapted, right? They were like, we can't buy all these nice clothes anymore and we can't do all this stuff because we don't have the funds, right? So they adapted. And I just thought it was interesting because Cinderella's family, that happened to them and Lady Tremaine like step kept trying to spend the same amount of money even though there was no income coming in. And so, like, just refusing to adapt to their situation. So I thought that was interesting. (laughs) Yeah, that really, that is. The stepmother in the 1950 Cinderella is just fully cruel. Oh, she's the worst. Yeah. I think my favorite part, like, is her, uh, how she inflects her voice when she talks to Cinderella. So, like, when she thinks that she played the prank on her daughter with the mice thing, and she's like, the tapestries, clean them. The floor. Oh, wash yes. them. <laughs> like, but it, oh my god. Relax. <laughs> yeah. And wasn't that wasn't that part of um that for Cinderella being able to go to the ball, mm-hmm. she had to do all this stuff. So that or am I wrong? So when she's that one. talking to her like that, where she's like, You have to do all this stuff, it's because Cinderella comes into the room and she's like, Oh, you have enough time to play pranks? Well, I can give you some other stuff to do. Here's all the stuff you have to do now. So then, all in the same day, she's washing the floors. The Someone knocks on the door, and that's the invitation to the ball. That's happening that night. And it happens that night, and she goes upstairs and is like, well, I can go to the ball too. And then the stepmother's like, well, I'm going to make sure that she can't, basically. <clears throat> and so, and then she gives her more work to do because now she has to get both of her sisters ready and her stepmother ready for the ball. So she has like a shit ton of work to do that day. <laughs> yep. And this is where my favorite song comes in with the mice when they realized what the stepmother was doing. And, you know, they said how it wasn't yeah. fair. Cinderella, Cinderella. That one. I like couldn't think of. I was like, I know what you're talking about, but I cannot think of the song. Got it. Oh, that was that. Yep. That's my favorite song from um, the movie. So I thought it was interesting because when the king is talking about having this ball and he was like, I want all the eligible ladies or maidens to come Maid, to the yeah. ball. Right. Then when the shoe is all that they have left and he's talking to the grand duke he says you will try the shoe on every maid in my kingdom maid yep and i love that because he doesn't say maiden or young lady or woman he says maid and i just think it's funny because i think it's like foreshadowing like cinderella is a maid you know so it's like yeah it's oh absolutely yeah uh and they literally the Tremaines or whatever, they literally have no staff, nothing for to run that whole household. So Cinderella legitimately would be that busy. Yep, she does it all. Because in a house that size, just looking at that size, they at least need a staff of 10 people. Oh, easily they do, but um, they do it all. Like her room way up in the loft and they have the bells. So like the stepsisters can ring their bells and... yep yelling at her cinderella because each of them would have their own i forget what it's called attendant or whatever to help them get dressed and undressed so yep and if you're including cinderella in that that's one two three four five so that's at least five people right there just attending to each person that's not a kitchen staff that's not like a butler to answer the door and all the shit that like yeah they would at least need 10 people like that's crazy oh absolutely yeah um I already said that. Oh, my gosh. I was laughing so hard this morning when 
the king is talking about how the prince is growing up and growing older and like getting farther and farther away the portrait that he has of his son in his office is oh, massive yes. it is as big as my house <laughs> it is huge yes it is man you're gonna have to look at a picture of that scene because it i was laughing so hard <clears throat> at how big that portrait was so i was looking at the way when the prince and cinderella start dancing at the ball and just because i'm like in love with like medieval victorian 1800s 1700s like i'm kind of obsessed with that right now the way yeah, he is dancing with her and like holding her is like so tender and sweet and it is so cute i love i love their dance scene I was going to say, when it comes to, like, the dance scene, when Cinderella first came in, like, one of my notes was, it made me laugh that when <clears throat> she walks into the ball, <clears throat> you know, she's at the top of the stairs. Yeah. And she's looking around, like, where is everybody? And I'm like, well, if you look to <laughs> your right, the whole entire ball is right there. <laughs> You're Why so are you holding your dress up and walking around and looking where is everybody <laughs> oh my because god I love you that. can't tell me she couldn't hear the music she wouldn't know where everybody was but yeah she's at the top of the stairs and holding her dress up looking like i'm on the balcony kind of thing but like why is she looking to the left because there's <laughs> obviously nothing out there no and she's looking forward and she doesn't look to her right where everybody is. That is so funny that you said that because like, it's so true. I'm like, why? Why? Why was that so hard for her to see that? that they are right there. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> because honestly like someone could argue like oh well she's just so flabbergasted because she's in the palace but that's not her demeanor at all her demeanor is like trying to look for everybody like you're right <laughs> <laughs> flabbergasted or not I'm sorry you walk in and the whole entire thing is to the right of you in this grand ballroom and you can't find them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so, I agree. That's crazy. Are they just playing her as, like, dumb? I mean, <laughs> I don't what? know, because she's not. She's not dumb No, at she's all. not, but I'm like, she... <laughs> but yes, she couldn't find the ballroom yeah, that well, was to her right with all the music and all the people. The struggle's real. <laughs> <laughs> so when they find out that the Grand Duke is going to come to the house to, like, try on the shoe with yes. on everybody i think the way cinderella acts and reacts to that situation is like 100 percent plausible because she literally is oh, like for sure like she's been through all of this crap she finds out that the prince is in love like ready to marry her if he finds her right and that someone is coming to their house literally to rescue her yes i mean you would be out of your mind like You'd be like, okay, I'm I'm sitting at the doorstep, like, bye, bitches. Like, <laughs> I mean, oh, absolutely. How? I mean, we have all daydreamed about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in that situation, and then like when the stepsisters are throwing all the clothes, you know, on her, yeah, and she just drops stuff. She's in a total and daydream. And she's singing like, her song. She's like, oh, I have to get dressed, and like hands the basket to her sister and walks yes. away. I was like, oh shit, okay. <laughs> She's like, all right. It would have been monumental if she would have been like, here, bitches. I know. Oh, my gosh. Have your have your clothes back. Yeah. That, he, I just, he, he loves me. Right. I think it's crazy. I just think that I think the way she acts is completely accurate. I think that's accurate. Nothing is more stressful to me and makes me almost nauseous than watching the mice try to get the freaking key up the stairs. That is in one of my notes. I'm like... I cannot. <laughs> why did they have to go up the stairs? Because I was wondering, why didn't they use their, like, secret keyholes and everything through the house? I don't, the only thing I can think of is those keyholes are kind of almost harder to get a straight key up. Like, I don't, I don't know. Be, yeah. My thing was, 
there were no birds helping them. And then at the top of the stairs, when Lucifer traps Gus Gus, there's birds. Like, where the hell were you? I needed backup. Right. <laughs> well, and this is why, like, Bruno or Brutus is. Are you talking about the dog? Yes. Is Bruno. it Bruno? I thought it was Brutus. I think it's Bruno. Let me look really quick. I love him. Like, he is my all-time favorite character. Bruno. Oh, Bruno. Okay, well, then I wrote it down wrong. <laughs> because in the beginning, you know, like, he got in trouble. Yep. For trying to help out. But he was the one who came and said, you know, got killed Lucifer. Him. And... He killed Lucifer. Lucifer's dead. In he Cinderella? Fell, he fell out of a tower backwards. Oh, that's right. Yes. Well, I, think, I guess I, I think never. He's dead. I guess I never put that in my head that he was dead, but yes. Um. It was only this last time I watched it, and I, I don't know why, but I was, like, watching him fall, and I was like, I was like, holy shit, they killed him. Like, he's dead. He's not alive. Yeah, <laughs> yep, I can see that scene in my head of him falling out there. Was, is Lucifer in Cinderella 2 and 3? I have never seen Cinderella 2 and 3. Oh my gosh, is he? Wait, he, hang on. Let's look at Lucifer's uh, wiki page. <laughs> Let's see what Does he have an IMBD page? He has a Disney fandom page. Okay, feature films. Oh my gosh, so he didn't die. He's in Cinderella, Cinderella 2, Cinderella 3. And he's in, well, he's in some other, like, other Disney spinoffs, which is fine. But, like, I can't believe he's in the other, other movies because oh. I for sure was like, he's dead. If he fell out of that tower. Well, it is a Disney movie and you can fall 10,000 feet and survive. So <laughs> You're right. <laughs> <laughs> You're a cat. He probably landed on his feet. <laughs> probably. <laughs> oh my gosh. The Grand Duke's monocle. Did you watch him with his monocle? When it got broke? So no, he, when he goes into um, Lady Tremaine's house, um, uh-huh. she, so he like, is wearing his monocle and then she's like you don't want to try the shoe on she's just a servant girl or whatever and he was like no you know i have to try it on every girl he has the um i don't know what they're called like people have them for their um like work ids where it like it retracts yeah he has one of those for his monocle i did see that yeah I was like, oh my gosh, that's some advanced technology. <laughs> Apparently so. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and Yeah, because when Cinderella comes running down the stairs, he holds it up. He even does the motion where, because you can like click it where it's like all the way out, right? And it doesn't pull on you. And then you can click it again and it'll like retract, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, didn't even that. notice that. Because he, he like does the motion where it's like, <laughs> It's all the way retracted, and he, like, pulls on it again, and it sucks it back into the his little deal on his coat. <laughs> yeah, didn't even notice that. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Um, oh, that is hilarious. And my favorite part of the entire Cinderella movie is Lady Tremaine's face when Cinderella pulls out that second slipper. Oh, Iconic. that look. <laughs> I love it. That look. She was she was completely shocked yes like she had no idea that was about to happen and that's my thing too like why if the fairy godmother could grant her these few hours whatever why is it just the one slipper that stayed why did everything else go away i mean it was hilarious to see the mice yeah I mean, again, it was hilarious to see the mice turn into horses. and yeah. But that's my thing. If the fairy godmother can make the shoes, you know, and everything else last, why didn't the spell last? I think the slippers stayed intact because they were separated. They were, they're a whole when they're together and they're separate. And so the magic stayed. But in theory, that would mean that when the glass slippers come together in the same area, that they would disappear, right? That like in my brain, that's how that theory would work, but obviously that didn't happen. So, and this is just my theory. I didn't look up anything on this. Oh, so the slippers stayed because they like so, worked together. Oh, because they were a pair, so that's <clears throat> right. why I didn't lose the in magic. my head. That's I I can see that. Yeah, that's no, why. I... But that theory doesn't hold up because when the slippers are literally in the same house, they should disappear then. To my theory, you know what I mean? 
But I, I also think that the fairy godmother knows that this is a way for a wish to be granted. And she knows that the shoe is going to do it. So she, like, leaves the magic intact. Dream also, a dream. A I, wish will come true. Yeah. Also, I, her fairy godmother is crazy. So <laughs> she doesn't even know where she put her wand. It's the one thing you're supposed to know. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I like that theory. The idea of them being like okay we have this slipper and then when the magic dissipates it disappears in their hands could you even imagine oh that would be crazy <laughs> so let's go ahead unless you have anything else we can nope. jump into characters <clears throat> okay so who is your second favorite cinderella oh my gosh that's who i put too <laughs> did you yeah yeah she's my why. second favorite because everything she has gone through and she's still just like the most loving person ever she's gone through shit and she still just loves people she loves life she she has no hate Mm -hmm. well and i think that goes back and that's why i said what i said is about her mother telling her remain pious and good and then you will always be protected and i will look after you like i think it all goes back to that like she's keeping a promise that she made to her mom being good yes. and stuff because she does lose her temper she does have a temper but she is like you know i was told to be good so i'm gonna do that and i yeah, and she has every right to lose her temper <clears throat> yep. you know um but she still just just loves people yeah she's like she has and, a good heart yep exactly and she's not vindictive and yeah yeah, I agree. I don't have really anything else different to say. She's a decent Disney princess, I think. Uh, she's never, ever been my favorite Disney princess, but I think this doing this episode has made me appreciate her a little bit more. Um, well, good. Who is your first favorite character? <clears throat> um, Again, uh, Bruno. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you said that. Yeah. Yeah, because, again, I just... For me, he just... Is like an unsung hero, and yeah. he's always, you know, been there. Because in the beginning, when he took off after Lucifer, and and then in the end, when um, he's the one who came upstairs so that the mice could actually get Cinderella the key, mm-hmm. he was there to help her. Right. And he's a dog, and <laughs> yeah. that's part of it, too. I just you know think it's amazing yeah no i think i think you're right i think without bruno how were they going to get out of that situation lucifer was completely preventing it so yeah i agree it's an excellent lucifer's a jerk yeah he's an asshole (laughs) absolutely uh uh, my first favorite is the mice i think that they're the real ogs of this story (laughs) oh they are they're like with her every step of the way they are literally her friends um yes and it shows about helping other people because cinderella helped them mm-hmm. oh i forget the one mouse's name that she rescued oh uh, gus 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 yes um and it's just amazing like to me i look at it as that you know these mice were rescued by cinderella and they have <clears throat> returned the favor yep to her about being a good person and helping people yeah i agree <clears throat> i agree i think i i really like them i think they and i mean <clears throat> i know i did complain that they have a lot of screen time i just find it unusual because they're like animal sidekick and they have a lot of screen time um yeah but, but it's showing like it's showing their personality and that they're willing to do the right thing for each other and for Cinderella, um, which is cool. Uh, so who is your least favorite character? The stepmom. <laughs> yeah. She is the worst. She is a bully. <laughs> she She's a Karen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is pretty bad. I still, I, I do love how they did her character again. Her giving the chores to Cinderella, I find it hilarious. I laugh every time the way her she does her voice, as well as um, when they're in the music room having their music lesson, and they're like, <laughs> oh, above all else, 
self-control and then cinderella <laughs> knocks at the door it's like knock 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 and she was like what <laughs> she like loses yes. her shit <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> and then, oh i can see the whole thing and the sister playing the flute and then it kicks the one sister in the face with it sing sweet yeah. night in oh my god <laughs> so bad she is the worst and again i will stand by it she taught her daughters to hate for me it's that she has taught them that they are not the same as cinderella Mm -hmm. i it's hard for me to hate the sisters because it's like their mother has kept them clothed in a roof over their head and they have they don't know anything different like, no one's ever been. Oh, no. I so agree. I think you would like Cinderella 2 and 3 because it gives the stepsisters, like, a happy ending, if you will. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, because, I mean, that's my thing is I, like, I don't like the hate in the world. And, I mean, you can be as beautiful as you are, but you can have an ugly heart. Yep. Yeah, so my least favorite character, I also put Lady Tremaine. Um, but I also put, like, I put Cinderella's dad as well because I think that he did a disservice to her by marrying Lady Tremaine. Oh, which is, which I is totally... why, which is why I looked up. I was like, well, how long was Lady Tremaine and Cinderella's dad married for before he died? Because it was like she was nice <sighs> until he died, and I was like, you can only put up a facade for so long, especially if you're jealous of a child. Like it's right. gonna come out eventually. I could get on board with that to point, but I think, and this is going back um, to watching um, again, ever after. Yeah. When Cinderella's mom died, he was more worried about that she needed a mother figure. Right. And that's all he looked at. That was like his goal was she needed somebody because he traveled and did stuff. And He knew that she needed somebody. Now, did he pick well? Um, no. That's why he's kind of my least. Because I think that if your main goal, literally on his uh, Disney fandom wiki page, the dad, his dislikes are his daughter's sadness. So if that is so important to you, do you don't you think you would choose really well? You wouldn't just choose somebody. You would choose somebody to make sure that they're going to take care of this girl that you love so much. Like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. It's shady and I don't like it. It is. And I'm kind of feeling like back then, you know, it was so different. But he thought he was doing the right thing. Yeah. I'm I'm still Obviously did. (laughs) No, I absolutely get that. (laughs) Um, And then I, the other... I kept going back and forth on the king. I was like, do I like the king or don't I like the king? And I decided that he's my honorable mention for this episode. I I think I do like him. Uh, I think he is hilarious. And I honestly oh, think, he is. I think that he would be like a great father-in-law. Because all he wants in life is like for his son to be happy. And to like, right. ha- he really does like... He Yes, he wants grandchildren and that this was all like kind of underhandedly a way for him to get grandchildren. But he does. I mean, he puts he bends down a king bends down and puts the shoe on Cinderella when she loses it. Oh, yeah. Like shows her the top of his head like he's a good guy. I Yep, I absolutely agree. Yeah, so he's my honorable mention for this episode. It's okay if you don't have one, but I just, I had to. I was like, I think I like him. (laughs) (laughs) No, and he is just so sweet, and Mm -hmm. he just wants, like, the best. Yeah, he's lucky that his son chose well in Cinderella. (laughs) um, And so this rolls straight into our favorite songs, which... I, I pretty much, I wrote down all the ones that I like as the, I heard them, right? So the opening song, Fire. Definitely listen to it if you haven't. Uh, a Dream is a Wish Your Heart Makes. Love that. Sing Sweet Nightingale. Obviously not when the stepsisters sing it, but I like when Cinderella sings it. Uh, and then So This Is Love. I I sing So This Is Love all the time. I It's a beautiful song. This is love. Do, 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 when they are dancing. Yeah. So this After is what she makes finally... life divine. 
Yes, so after cute. she finally found her way in there. <laughs> she didn't really. The prince had to come <laughs> get her. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what just cracked me. I'm like, she couldn't find her way into the ball. She's so lost. <laughs> We've all been there. Oh, my gosh. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then was your favorite song just the mice song or did you have another one that you liked? Oh no, that was like my favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. I, so overall, I think I like Cinderella. I think they did a really good job staying pretty true to the grim fairy tale. I think it would have been more fun to have like the tree growing and her mother's spirit there and. (laughs) Like, I do like that aspect of it. I also like the aspect that Cinderella meets the prince three times. I love that. It's so romantic. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to go watch that. And like so, I said, when you're talking about the Grimm and then talking about Ever After, like mm-hmm. the the dress again. Um, oh, yeah. The silver and that's, gold. Yeah. So, yeah. That's um, such apparently a connection between those. So I feel the original Into the Woods does the best job displaying all of these grim fairy tales. Are you familiar with Into the Woods at all? Nope. Okay, so Into the Woods is like, it puts a bunch of different fairy tales into one play, right? So it's Rapunzel, Cinderella, Jack and the Beanstalk. Um, What other ones are in there? Uh, Little Red Riding Hood. Um, It's all of those intermixed. And so all the characters meet each other. And it's really cool. Bernadette Peters is the witch. And oh my God, it is so good. Anyway, that's the one that I would watch. I have it on VHS. I don't know if you have a VHS player, but if you want to watch it and borrow it. I do not. (laughs) I am still tracking one down. There are two things that I desperately want to buy this year. One is a VHS player that works because I've bought... I've bought... I've bought... (laughs) <laughs> two or three from garage sales and they have not worked and the second thing that I desperately want is an original Xbox so if you know of anybody listeners hit me up wrapping up uh thanks so much for listening uh you can find us literally anywhere on social media we have a Facebook group go ahead and look us up there uh we're on Twitter Instagram we're not very active on Twitter just again because I don't know how to freaking use it but I do my best uh but you can find us anywhere at a flick pod so a-f-l-i-c-k-p-o-d please join us in our Facebook group we'll have a discussion uh, about this episode as well and you can post all your thoughts and feelings there especially if you disagree with us I love to hear everybody disagreeing and I absolutely love making everybody upset so (laughs) it's my favorite thing about this I would love to hear it too. So thanks again for joining us and we will talk at you another time. Happy listening, everyone. I will say I would love to do another podcast. Yes. With you. Yeah, we. Because this was so much fun. And now that you kind of know what it's about and kind of know more what to expect now that you've done it, you can like pick maybe a movie that you absolutely hate or something. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to go look up movies that I hate and be like, hey, I need a hobby and this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, we have a good time over here. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.